If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Welcome to the award-winning Texas Outdoor News. 60 minutes of news, interviews, hints, and insight into the great outdoors. Now your hosts, Harold Gunn and Bill Olson. And a good morning to you. This is Harold Gunn, and Texas Outdoor News is brought to you by Ford Trucks and your best in Texas Ford dealers. And today, we're going to be bringing you outdoor news from throughout the state as well as the nation, along with best bets for fishing, hunting, and a whole lot more. Bill Olson is not here this week. He is doing what we all love, and that's hunting. So we're going to find out about that next week. But uh, our our usual fill-in, my good friend Wayne Cronin, uh, Pronto Muffler Center. Hey, glad to be here, Harold. When is my truck going to be ready? Anyway, that's another story. Anyhow, but Wayne, Wayne's helping out. And a good friend of ours, Alan Bills. If you've got anything that has an engine in it, you're going to be wanting to listen to our show today because uh, he is the head man at SNS Performance Carburetors and SNS Truck and Auto. It's good seeing you again. It's been a while. Thank you. Enjoyed uh, being here and, and uh, look forward to the show. Okay. Well, we all do. So let's get a break out of the way then because we're going to come back. We've got a lot to tell you about today. Remember, you are listening to your reliable information source for the great outdoors. It's Texas Outdoor News. Someone is stealing Texas wildlife. And the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department needs your help to stop it. Every time a poacher strikes, it is theft, pure and simple. Poaching also impairs your ability to enjoy your wildlife resources. Whether you hunt, fish, or just enjoy the wonders of Texas wildlife, now to many, there is nothing lower than a poacher, and we have a way to deal with it. It's called Operation Game Thief. Operation Game Thief was established in 1981 as a means for you to help Texas game wardens stop illegal hunting and fishing. A toll-free number is your link to Operation Game one 792 game That's 1-800-792-GAME. If a report results in apprehension and conviction, Operation Game Thief will pay rewards up to $1,000. Something else for you to know, Operation Game Thief is funded entirely by private donations. That means we need your tax-deductible financial support. To find out how to become a sponsoring member of Operation Game Thief or to report a hunting or fishing violation, call 1-800-792-GAME. I was in the hospital with my son for 18 months. When he got injured, I knew I had to be strong. I just remember rushing into his room and giving him a big hug and letting him know I was there. These veterans and families are just a few of the heroes we serve at Homes for Our Troops. We build specially adapted custom homes with features like wheelchair access and automatic door openers that allow them to focus on their recovery and family. This house is freedom. It's hope. It's a new beginning. Visit HFOTUSA.org. Love. At Shriners Hospitals for Children, love provides care to those in need. It fuels the desire to discover medical breakthroughs. Love motivates our compassionate staff, our renowned medical physicians, and volunteers who are all dedicated to caring for children. At Shriners Hospitals for Children, love comes to the rescue every day as we work to restore the joys of childhood. To offer your love and support to children in need, call 1-800-241-GIFT. And welcome back to Texas Outdoor News. Harold Gunn along with Wayne Cronin with our friend Alan Bills listening in for a while because we've got some news for you. First, and I've met this lady. Boy, is she something else. Julie Golub. She's received the inaugural Woman of the Gun Award from the National Shooting Sports Foundation. They named uh, champion shooter and safety advocate uh, Julie Golub as first ever Woman of the Gun uh, Award during the uh, 22 SHOT Show back in January in Las Vegas. It recognizes her achievements and contributions to the shooting sports as well as her work to promote the mission and message of the Shooting Sports Foundation Project Child Safe Program. Julie is a mom, a veteran, a hunter, 
one of the most decorated handgun shooting champions in the world. He's really good looking too. So uh, that's that's a great honor. Uh, very very well deserved. Uh, Wayne, you got anything newsy? Yes, I do. Turkey hunters, the Rio Grande wild turkey season opens Saturday. Spring is here, and wild turkey season is about to begin. And the forecast is good. Biologists say you'll find the best opportunities in the Edwards Plateau, Hill Country, Cross Timbers, and South Texas regions. Wild Turkey Program leader Jason Harden notes you could expect to see a lot of young birds, both Jake's and Jenny's, across the state. Now, the Rio Grande Turkey Bag Limit, four birds, and the spring general seasons are South Zone, 3-19 to 5-1, to that's March 19th to May 5th, and April 2nd in the North Zone to May 15th. Okay, well, uh, speaking of that, if you're going to go hunting, you need a firearm and you need some ammunition. I know you want to load up, Wayne. Uh, And one of the best places to do that is at a good gun show. And the Houston Gun Collectors Association has been putting on great shows since 1950. And a few times a year, they put on a really neat show uh, at their meeting hall. It's the SPJST Lodge, uh, which is in the Heights area of Houston. It's on Beale Street at West 15th. And it's a nice easy show to work because it's 80 or so tables so you have a chance to see everything you know if you make somebody an offer on something that doesn't take and walk around you can come back and you know dicker a little bit uh uh it's it makes a, a great show and a chance to see a lot of good stuff uh but it doesn't take all day so it's going to be saturday march the 26th and they're going to be open from nine in the morning till four in the afternoon uh this like i say great one day show uh, with again 80 plus tables is very cool you can buy tickets online now if you wanted to at uh, hgca.org but it's only five bucks uh, at the door and children under 12 are free and the parking is free and if you get there early they have breakfast tacos for sale uh this is a big meeting hall i mean it's, it's been around forever uh, and then during the day burgers and such and soft drinks and so on so uh, you can keep your energy up. But check this thing out. It's it's a great, great show. This is going to be Saturday, March 26th. That's next Saturday, uh, 9 to 4 uh, in the daytime. Plenty of free parking at the SPJST. <laughs> I never could figure out what that means. Lodge, but again, it's 1435 Beale, B-E-A-L-L Street at West 15th in the Heights area. Just a great show. Is there going to be plenty of ammo there? Oh, yeah. That's the point. Yeah, firearms, ammunition, accessories, uh, collectibles. I mean, these people have been at Some of these people have just been at it forever and ever and ever, and they really put on a, a good show. A bunch of, bunch of great guys, and they have a couple of big ones twice a year, but then they have these, uh, these particular events uh, uh, like about a half a dozen times a year. We'll be talking about them. Uh, the National Deer Association, they have received a grant, uh, $150,000 from Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's Outdoor Fund. And the grant will benefit important local and regional conservation projects. It will help ensure the future of wild deer, wildlife habitat, and hunting. The landmark grant was funded by noted conservationist and Bass Pro Shops founder Johnny Morris and generous contributions from Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's customers. And it will expand the Conservation Partners Nationwide Initiative, improving access, habitat, and deer hunting on public lands. And one of those partners is the U.S. Forest Service. So good stuff, good people giving back. We're going to give back for a bit, and then we're going to come back and uh, check out what's going on in the outdoors, okay, right after this. Friends, you can now listen to Texas Outdoor News worldwide on Stitcher Smart Radio. Stitcher allows you to listen to your favorite shows directly from your iPhone, Android, Kindle, PC, Mac, and more. On demand and on the go on your mobile phone with no syncing and no memory or storage weight. Downloading Stitcher is quick, easy, and free. Just go to TexasOutdoorNews.com and click on the Stitcher tab. In your app store, order Stitcher free, then listen anytime, anywhere on Stitcher.com. America's best-selling truck for 45 years running is Ford. These people work very hard every day to build the best trucks. Trucks you need. Trucks with the best-in-class payload and towing. Ah, but you're not going to see them celebrate these 45 years with a lot of fireworks and party hats because it's not about them. It's about you. It's about building the trucks you can depend on to get the job done. That's how they built them yesterday. That's how they build them today. And most importantly, that is how they will build them tomorrow. America's best-selling truck for 45 years. Ford's F-Series. Built Ford Tough. The best in Texas. And welcome back to Texas Outdoor News. And by the way, I think we said this a couple of weeks ago, but I'm going to say it again. We're very proud here because at their recent 
annual conference. There was a 65th annual conference of the Texas Outdoor Writers Association, and Texas Outdoor News Radio was named number one in Texas again for our 29th year. That's a pretty good deal, okay? Anyway, checking the Texas Outdoors Journal, Fishing and Hunting Times, which we'll do right after this because we are brought to you by Third Coast Thermal. Launched in 2015, Third Coast Thermal is owned and operated by a Christian family that is proud of the USA and is committed to providing professional guidance to their clients to help assure their day and nighttime hunting forays are the adventures that make lasting memories. Third Coast Thermal offers a variety of traditional high-quality scopes, binoculars, and other optics. They also offer superior night vision and thermal imagery equipment, plus other hunting tools worthy of your consideration. So when it comes time to invest in these hunting tools, the professionals at Third Coast Thermal provide their analysis of products that will help assure a well-informed hunting investment is made. Third Coast Thermal carries a top brand names that have been vetted for your day and nighttime hunting needs. They just got the new stuff from Steiner, and they've satisfied customers all across the U.S. They will ship to your location for free. For information on Third Coast Thermal, visit thirdcoasttherm.com or call 832-827-4574. That's 832-827-4574. I'm getting ready to do my first hunt with... Uh, thermal imaging and uh these folks were kind enough to give me a loaner and the new one from steiner and uh dave Cheadle of the family was kind enough to meet me to cite the thing in because he's going well, here read the manual i said no i've got you dave you know <laughs> but i mean that's the kind of service they do because they'll come to you and, and help you make a make your right selection so this thing is all set and ready to go and i'm looking forward to my first hunt which we'll be reporting obviously on the show and in texas outdoors journal magazine because the may issue is the annual pig issue, and it is the most popular issue of the year. And Bill Olson, my uh, radio co-host and uh, publisher of the magazine, uh, actually sought out and, and found artists that will paint pigs because it's, it's original art on the uh, on the cover every month. As you know, you get it. Um, so uh, really looking forward to that. Uh, so this uh, will be that, and all the other writers are doing things pork-related. <laughs> you know, it's a great issue. Anyway, checking the Texas Outdoors Journal, Fishing and Hunting Times. Both Saturday and Sunday are rated as good. Monday is the first of two best days of the week. Tuesday and Wednesday are two more good ones. Thursday slips to fair with Friday rebounding to good. Next Saturday is another best day with Sunday another good one. This weekend, look for game to be most active from early afternoon until late afternoon and early evening before sunset. On Monday and Tuesday, this major feeding period of the day occurs from mid-afternoon until the evening hours around sunset. On Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, a major time shift occurs with game beginning to feed actively from before sunrise until and continuing to feed until mid-morning. By next weekend, this most active period occurs from around sunrise until around the noon hour. This weekend, we remain under the influence of a full moon that occurred on Friday. Thursday, March 24th, the moon will enter its last quarter phase. On the coast, this Saturday has a double-tide schedule of two high and two low tides each day. This Sunday is a three-tide day with two highs and one low. Monday and Tuesday each have a double-tide schedule. Wednesday through next Saturday, a string of days with a single-tide schedule of one high and one low each day. Next Sunday has a double-tide schedule. Okay, time to go fishing. I know it's one of your favorite things, Mr. Cronin. Yes, sir. So um, what's going on? Let's, let's uh, check the coast out. On Sabine Lake, the trout and redfish are good in Sabine Channel in 4 to 12 feet of water using glow, chartreuse, Z-man, minnow Z, and incoming tides for the best bite. Flounder are good in the channel off points and drops using new penny gulf shrimp tipped with a shrimp on a 3-8 ounce jig head. On the south end of Sabine Lake, the trout are good in the incoming tides 7 to 12 feet of water, dragging over shell and mud using a red shad Z-man minnow Z. Redfish with a few flounder are mixed in are good along the banks on live shrimp and a popping cork on the points, drops, and bayous. And on Boulevard, the jetties are holding some good drum, redfish, speckled trout, and sheephead using shrimp under a popping, popping cork and on the beach side. West Galveston Bay, a mix of trout with the occasional redfish and those anglers fishing over structure such as oyster shells, soft plastics, live shrimp fished underneath popping cork is the best. Baffin Bay, the fish have been biting good this past week despite the high winds last Saturday. Bite steady when the sun is shining. Water temperature dropped again in the mid-50s, which is keeping the bait th uh, thriving for now. Now, trout, redfish, and drum are good with a few catches of flounder using live shrimp on a popping cork. South Padre, 
Trout are good with limits biting on Gaswell Flats south of the zip line marker. Sheephead are good still spawning at the jetties and flounder are good on the edge of the channel north of Arroyo with lures. Now Port Isabel, trout are good with limits biting on Gaswell Flats with the zip line marker. Sheephead are good still spawning at the jetties and flounder are good on the edge of the channel north. And of course, it's a time like this where I always like to embarrass Wayne by reminding everyone that his wife, Nancy, baits his hook for him. Well, thank you, Harold. <laughs> and I know she loves to hear that, too. <laughs> okay, let's go to East Texas. Conroe. Catfish are good on baited holes in 12 to 24 feet of water using liver, shrimp, catfish, bubble gum. Hey, I'm hungry already. Many folks are having success under the 19, excuse me, 1097 bridge. Hybrid bass are schooling in 21 to 30 feet of water. Trolling with a hellbender and a pet spoon. White bass and hybrid bass have started moving up into the shallows. Conroe. Catfish are good on baited holes in 12 to 24 feet of water using liver, shrimp, and that good old catfish bubblegum again. Nackanich. Morning bite continues to be better than the evening. Bass are good with Alabama rigs producing the best for bigger bass. However, just about anything shad-like should get bit during these pre-spawn conditions. Big Lake Sam Rayburn, full moon. It draws the fish shallow, so the bite will be best early morning and evening. The fish are waiting for the 60-degree water to change the pattern. Uh, Tyler, crappie are good in 10 to 12 feet of water. Bass are good on live bait, crankbaits, and trick worms. Bluegills are good shallow on red worms. Bass drop. Largemouth bass are good on beds in the backs of the coves in the reeds. Throw your favorite plastics in watermelon or pumpkin color. Fayette. Black bass are good in three to eight feet of water on crankbaits. Fishing is good using plastics like lizards, worms, crawl worms. Working really good shallow uh, with uh, shallow crankbaits and spinnerbaits. When the wind doesn't blow you off the lake, deep ledges, ridges, and roadbeds are good using Carolina rigs, shaky heads, and jigs in 10 to 18 feet of water. Limestone. Largemouth bass are good in one to four feet of water using chatterbaits, spinnerbaits, weightless sinkos, finesse jigs. Crappie are good in 5 to 15 feet of water using minnows in brush and standing timber. White bass are good in 5 to 14 feet of water using silver jigging spoons, square-billed crankbaits, and spinnerbaits. Still house. White bass are moving towards spawning areas and tributaries, but cold temperatures and lack of flow is a major hindrance. Using side imaging to cover large tracts of bottom to find nomadic schools of fish, that's been very effective. Tawakany. The spawn is approaching, and bass are seeking shallow, warmer water, working uh, the river ledges, drop-offs, and bumps, uh, excuse me, humps, and they're biting on swim baits. I'll get through this. Striped bass are good in 60 to 75 feet of water using live bait. Whitney, striped bass, good, 25 to 60 feet of water near the bottom. Look for fish suspended off the bottom as those are the ones that are feeding more actively. Soft plastics with a heavy weight to help sink it lower seems to do the trick. Let's head to South Texas, Wayne. Okay, and on the side, uh, largemouth bass are good around the edges of hydrilla using Texas rig plastics in craw pattern. White bass and striped bass are good below 30 feet of water following shad balls. Catfish are great on stink bait and cut bait. In brawny, largemouth bass are good on reed beds and structured 5 to 10 foot of water using jigs, soft plastics, and spinner baits. Uh, Choke Canyon, finding clear water will be the key as the water is murky due to the swampy north and south winds. Bass are good on rattle trap, 10-inch red shad worm off points and grass edges. Bass are spawning up the river, biting on weightless sinkos, flukes, and swim baits. And falcon, fish are showing up and down with the cold fronts. Blue catfish are good with some 50-pound catches. Fish near the mouth of creeks in 30 feet of water and in the creek beds 15 feet of water using fresh-cut carp. Tapaya and shad. Largemouth bass are good uh, shallow using square bills on riprap, rock points, ledges, bluffs, flipping hardwoods and flats near the river channel. White bass are good on the river on rapids on the north end using small crankbaits and speck jigs. Crappie are good in 25 to 30 foot of water in the hardwoods. That's a busy lake. Heading up to the hill country. Canyon. Bass are good spawning up the river using sinkos and flukes in 3 to 7 feet of water. The lower end of the lake, fishing uh, has been really good. Not spawning yet, but along the bluff walls, using Alabama rigs and drop shots is the way to go. Striped bass are good in the morning. They're schooling mid-lake, biting small swim baits and topwaters. LBJ, bass are good on tropical hideaway. Uh, the spawn is the best there. Uh, bass are biting on Cinco swim baits and Alabama rigs. White bass and crappie are good using live bait and jigging spoons. Travis. 
Fishing's going good there. Check the backs of the coves for bedding bass and catch them using soft plastics such as lizards, crawworms, and straight or curly-tailed worms. Some of the better bites are coming around staging areas just outside of spawning flats and coves where big females are hanging out, either going in to spawn or on the way out. Deep ledges and boat docks are holding fish as well. Bass are good on jerkbaits around points and bluff walls using shallow running shad crankbaits. Night fishing in the green lights is good for crappie and stripers from the dam to mid-lake and briar cliff using live bait and small swim baits. Waco, crappie and white bass are excellent in north and south Bosky biting ATX Lure Company Plastics. Brady, largemouth bass to seven pounds are excellent on shad or craw color square bill crankbaits. White chartreuse spinner baits or chatter baits around stickups, rocky shorelines in two to six feet of water. Crappie are good on minnows and jigs as far up as Brady Creek as you can go on stickups or stumps. There you go. Let's look at some of the seasons. Right now, March 19, May 1, spring turkey season, north zone. March 27, 28, spring turkey season, youth only, north zone. Through August 31, javelina season in the south zone. And through August 31, squirrel season. Go out and squirrel hunt, and that's such a great way to teach kids how to hunt. And all these seasons, you can check them out by going to tpwd.texas.gov and uh, and look at their at their website there, okay? Um, now, ah, this is usually where Bill goes, is it gasoline or you to plug it in? Bill's not a big fan of, of electric. But I know, I know that uh, Cronin and Bill's just love electric. And this one's finally available again. And that's the 2022 Chevy Bolt because they had a massive battery recall on that thing. Some are like just kind of catching fire. Uh, so it's a hundred and some odd thousand of them they did. But they did it. They did it. And it could be, you know, like a perfect city only car because it's just cute as it can be. It's easy to park, it's zippy, it's got all kinds of goodies. And uh, fuel economy uh, averages what would be 120 miles per gallon. And a full charge, it'll go 260 miles. That's a lot of in-town driving, you know. Uh, and it'll charge on 120 volt. You can get a faster charger if you want to pay the extra bucks, or, you know, with your electrician. Uh, but there's all kind of provisions for fast charging on this thing. Uh, driver seats are certainly adjustable, but also it's got lumbar, which is great. Uh, rear seats, uh, 60-40 split. You can haul some stuff in there. Uh, single zone AC, because the thing ain't that big. Leather wrap steering wheel. Uh, but it's zippy. All season tires came with the one I had. All those LED lighting uh, options are good. Uh, interior has some nice touches with aluminum and carbon uh, accents. All the safety stuff you'd want. Follow distance indicator, forward collision alert, intelligent beam, auto high beam, tire pressure monitor system, theft deterrent system, rear park assist, pedestrian friendly alert. <laughs> Don't hit me. Uh, rear cross traffic alert, lane change alert, connectivity, of course. You know, you got that Wi Fi thing going for you. Uh, nice uh, screen, Bluetooth audio setup on this thing, uh, headlamp control with automatic on and off, and uh, audio system, a Bose system with a bunch of speakers it's a it's a great little thing base on it is 34 topped out at 36 but uh you know you want to zip around town things very comfortable it rides bigger than it looks and again it's just handy it seems to me like in the city like in houston the vehicles are getting bigger and the parking spaces are getting thinner (laughs) (laughs) makes you wonder but check this thing out you want to save some money uh from chevrolet the 2022 bolt ev okay uh where is we now? I think this is probably where we say, let's take a break, and we'll be back right after this. This is Morgan Freeman, executive producer of the documentary film The C Word, and I'm here to tell you that defeating cancer takes breakthroughs. A breakthrough is the start of something extraordinary. To be breakthrough is to be brave. Many small breakthroughs can lead inevitably to a big breakthrough. The kinds of breakthroughs that advance the fight against cancer. The ones that save lives by the millions. You are the breakthrough. You the patients taking part in clinical trials. You the scientists doing next level research to beat cancer. You the doctors and nurses who tirelessly care for everyone along the way. 
Let's be the breakthrough. To learn about screenings and clinical trials that may be right for you, go to StandUpToCancer.org forward slash breakthrough. Stand Up To Cancer is a program of the Entertainment Industry Foundation. Please talk to your healthcare provider about appropriate screenings and clinical trials that may be right for you. Hunting seasons are upon us and finding up-to-date information and tips are important to hunters. Texas Outdoors Journal is just that source of quality information. From proven cylinder tables to experts that have etched their names in the record books, Texas Outdoors Journal is on target for hunters. The same is true about Texas Outdoors Journal fishing coverage. Whether you fish on the coast or one of our inland lakes, timely forecast information and tips from the pros sets Texas Outdoors Journal apart from the rest. These are a couple of reasons why since 1992, Texas Outdoors Journal has perennially been named the top outdoor magazine in Texas. No other publication can make a similar claim of sustained excellence. Plus, we know there's 12 months in a year, not something less, so you get a copy every month. Prove it to yourself by picking up a copy of Texas Outdoors Journal at your local newsstand, or better yet, subscribe and save off the cover price. To subscribe securely online using a major credit card, visit TexasOutdoorsJournal.com or call 713-957-3997. And welcome back to Texas Outdoor News. Harold Gunn along with Wayne Cronin and Alan Bills shortly. But before we get there, we got to remind you that we are brought to you by Fortified Cottonseed. Oh, boy, is this stuff good. This is a partnership forged between Texas families that have been in the agricultural and ranching industry for decades. Fortified Cottonseed is formulated with vitamins and minerals. Fortified Cottonseed's Red Blend is a naturally high source of protein for deer, elk, exotics, cattle, and is safe for sheep and goats. Optimizes antler growth while its fat content meets energy demands for maintaining body condition and milk production with the advantage of limited intake. So the bucks need it now as they're resting up from the rut and starting to grow those uh, antlers. And the females need it now because they got them uh, babies and they're going to be dropping. They need to feed them. Fortified Cottonseed with Vitamins and Minerals Yellow Blend specially formulated for white-tailed deer, but should not be fed to sheep or goats. The white-tailed blend is off the chart in fat, fiber, and protein. It's the most efficient and cost-effective way to feed white-tailed deer and wildlife, and it has been proven that it's like a three-to-one savings using this, and even though it's free choice, very easy to set up to do this, they only eat what they want. They don't sit there and just gobble, 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 because I had a free choice protein feeder at my place once and they cleaned the thing out like the first day they just gobble 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 you know don't need but this stuff is so high in fat and fiber and protein that uh, it's it's very limited and it's a really big cost savings and they're going to help you out with all this stuff so for more information on fortified cottonseed and their blends visit fortifiedcottonseed.com or call 806-839-2122 that is 806-839-2122 and coming in out of the wings, our friend Alan Bills, S&S Performance Carburetors. Also, you take care of trucks and vehicles. Took care of my Jeep. Take care of well, – you got four, four or five things in Wayne's over there. Uh, <laughs> Alan's so busy. I love Alan's attitude. You ask Alan, when's it going to be ready? He goes, when it's ready. <laughs> right? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Uh, but funny because we did interviews. I mean, we know each other for a few years now. And and I I and though being involved in the automotive industry and stuff like this, kind of thought the entire world was fuel injection, but that's not the case, is it? No, it's not. And still, a lot of people that uh, off road as well as they use it for hunting vehicles and things in the during the uh, mm-hmm. deer seasons and what have you. The carburetors are still a fairly reliable method of uh, trans, uh, transportation, uh, 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 gas powered vehicles. And so a lot of people still use them because they can let them sit for a long time. And even if they do get a little clogged up, they can still be serviced and prepared for the season. Uh, Fuel injection, you can let let those get clogged up from sitting somewhere. It can it can be expensive repair getting you know prepared for this upcoming season. Yeah, well, and of course, and, and your background. I mean, you do an awful lot of stuff with NASCARs and dragsters mm-hmm. and all kind of stuff like that. Yes, we do. We now, do. are these people using carburetors? Yes, uh, uh, a lot of them actually had, attempted to go to fuel injection, and still some are, but many of them have reverted back to carburetors because carburetors are still the, uh, quite a bit quicker. Uh, if something happens to them at the track, they're uh, pretty quick to repair. And and where if it's something to do with fuel injection, if one of the electrical components fails or whatever, you don't have that kind of time between rounds to diagnose and repair it, you're down. So you're in the box going home, and from an expensive 
effort for that weekend going to the racetracks five six eight hundred miles away from home hmm. uh, it can be really disappointing so many people's gone back to the carburetors and the carburetors are really easy to, to make consistent and, and make mega power now you used to race do you just push them off the line now or what i mean i see your no. stuff on facebook every once in a while yeah no i still race yeah. I, I don't i'm older but i don't mean i'm smarter <laughs> <laughs> but i really really enjoy racing still i, I still race a uh 580 index uh, outlaw car i also have my rear engine dragster i still run in top dragster and occasionally i run another guy's uh, uh corvette roadster in super gas now i'm still i say still confusing because i don't follow it like i used to in my youth it's just it's just a time thing but because of safety regulations some time back they they shortened the run from a, a quarter mile to less, right? So you'd have more runoff on the end they without, did a, lot, without a lot of construction? Cars. Yes, they did. They did for the fuel cars uh, mostly. Um, the theory is as far as dropping it from quarter to eighth of a mile, it's less track maintenance for the track owner. He doesn't have to coat the track uh, so far down the track to, to keep the traction in good condition. Oh, okay. And they also believe that being an eighth of a mile it actually would speed up the program because you only run into eighth of a mile versus a quarter that's a little controversial because most of the guys that run eighth of a mile still drive all the way down to the farthest turnoff and still you still got to wait for them to cover the exact same distance only slower because they slowed down earlier okay so how does that make any sense so is that still debatable then or something uh, yes yeah a lot of people talk about it but we do. It, I've gotten used to running the eighth mile. It's a little more fast and furious, and you've got to be thinking from A to B. You can't wait till you get to B and start thinking. <laughs> That's a good point. Well, I can say both of you guys are here. We've had, you know, all of us that, that, that get out there in the outdoors, or we have uh, property, uh, you know, ranch or farm or whatever equipment. But a lot of times we have stuff that we let sit over the winter, mm-hmm. you know. And then now spring is popping its little head out. So you know, Wayne, I mean, heck, you're a mechanic, what? Bubba. I mean. Uh, what uh, what are some things we need to do now as, as far as maintenance and getting uh, uh, all our things that have engines ready for the spring and summer? Well, yeah, at least once a year I travel up to his ranch and either pull his carburetor off and clean it or his four-wheeler won't start. All right. But, yeah, they, uh, and that's what I was wanting to ask Bill, I mean, Alan. Uh, when there's a, do you empty the carburetor to store it, or do you leave the gas in it? What's the best procedure there? Uh, you can. You can pull the carburetor off, especially if you think it's going to be uh, five or six months or so before you reuse the vehicle. Uh, a lot of people have their vehicles uh, for their hunting and fishing needs have different seasons that they use the equipment with some do you know their winter hunting and 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 what have you and others use their stuff during the summer you know like with their fishing but what you need to do is be prepared the best thing you can do is when you know your season is over with whatever type of hunting or fishing you're doing is to prepare it for the long term uh, that you're thinking it's going to be parked for three four five months or so uh your diesel engines it's a good idea to put a little bore in your diesel fuel because they will develop algae for, and when they're sitting. Uh, algae will grow in a diesel fuel tank and create all kinds of havoc with your filters and injectors. And you can get bore at almost any truck uh, uh, parts centers and follow the directions on it. You may want to tip a little bit of extra in it, but don't. They're, just follow the instructions and it'll keep you uh, prepared. Uh, make sure your tires and uh, inner seals are uh, not leaking and you can do that just by simply dropping down the ground look on the inside of your wheels and see if you see any oil running down the inside of the wheel or if the backside of your tire is wet anything's like that is, is going on uh, get it fixed before your upcoming season now like, uh, to his question on the carburetor uh, am I wiser if I've got uh, well, like that bio 220 that you've had to start uh, probably every year for as long as I've known you Wayne but uh should should I run the carburetor dry before I put it to bed? I mean, not, 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 I'm not going to take it off. But should I run it dry or should I just leave the fuel in it? Because it feels so bad now anyway. I guess you got to have a stabilizer in it. Yes, it's good to put stabilizer in it. There's a number of different people out there that sell uh, stabilizer for this uh, for this issue. Mm-hmm. The other thing is a real good thing to do is when you, when you put it to bed, mm-hmm. uh, fill it up completely to the top. Okay. Because if you leave it low on fuel in the tank, 
then you allow to have more air in the tank. And mm-hmm. when more air means more humidity. Of course, okay. here along the coastal areas where a lot of people f- uh, fish and hunt and what have you, and you get that humidity in it, and with the ethanol that's in the gasoline, it pulls the humidity into the fuel. Ah. And that's what substantially shortens the life of the fuel and makes it go bad. So if you fill the tank completely up, you reduce that amount of uh, air and, and humidity in a tank, and the fuel will live longer. It won't live forever, hmm. but it will extend its life. And and uh, so it's a, it's a good idea to prepare for that. And then when you go out for the next season, you need to check your battery cables. All your cables get corroded from sitting around. Uh, uh, and you sure don't want to find that out at the deer lease when you pull it off of the, yeah. of the trailer. You sure pull, still pour Coca-Cola on the terminals like we did when I was a kid. It will take the acid, the <laughs> yeah. surface acid off, but yeah. the connections between the cable and the post or the cable and the side post mm-hmm. on the battery, it does nothing for that. And what about greasing those terminals? It is good, yes. You can uh, you can use like Corrosion X like a lot of the fishermen use. Great product. Yes, you just clean the terminals and spray it with Corrosion X, and it'll probably be good for a couple of years. It's amazing. Uh, Corrosion X is wonderful. We use it for everything. Great. Well, speaking of a couple of years, we need to take a couple of minutes, but we need to take a short break. But we're going to come back, friends. Hope you're taking notes. We're coming back with more Texas Outdoor News. You're listening to the state's most honored outdoor radio show, Texas Outdoor News. At Capital Farm Credit, we handle every aspect of your financing needs. My name's Pete Scamardo. I've been with Farm Credit for about 35 years, and when you do business with Farm Credit, you do business with people that understand agriculture. Pete has used Capital Farm Credit to finance just about everything. Cattle, feed, grain, and the land that we buy. It's been really great getting to know these people and being able to call them friends and not just business associates. Capital Farm Credit. Together, we're better. Hey, you want to go fishing? Well, don't. What did he say? Yeah, not until you've been to the 47th annual Houston Fishing Show, which is going on March 23rd through the 27th. Hundreds of booths filled with rods, reels, the newest lures, electronics and fishing accessories, manufacturers from all over the world with factory reps there to answer your questions. Fishing guys from Alaska to South America are going to be on hand to assist you in planning your next trip. Hundreds of booths filled with tackle items and other products never before seen. Blue water cruisers, skinny water, whoop, skinny water bay boats. I'm going to get that right. That's a, usually a bill line. Skinny bay water boats, whatever those things. Uh, kayaks, high performance bass boats, fully rigged and ready to fish. Marked down for the show. I think you can find some kayaks there too. Hundreds of fishing pros to answer all of your questions. Continuous clinics by fishing experts. Special kids clinics sponsored by Fishing Tackle Unlimited and Texas Coastal Brigade on Saturday and Sunday with Fishing Tackle for each youngster. So don't miss the 47th annual Houston Fishing Show, Wednesday, March the 23rd through Sunday, March the 27th, at the George R. Brown Convention Center in downtown Houston. For more information, visit HoustonFishingShow.com. Okay, talking about maintaining or getting ready uh, to wake some things up. And one thing, he has, uh, Wayne has me keep up at the ranch, and I've got to go to you for the product that... that Diesel spray starter stuff that I that I that I blow into the uh, air cleaner when I try to start that bio two twenty. Yes, yeah. Uh, you know, now uh, people you know a lot of times I get lucky on some of these things, and on the bottom of the carburetor is a little drain on the bowl. Yeah. So a lot of times, if you just drain that out, get all that old gas out of there, you might get it started without pulling that carburetor. Yeah. Well, I'm wandering around. What is that stuff I'm talking about though? Ether. Yes. Yeah, it's it, like ether. Oh, yeah, right. They refer to it on the front of the can as uh, starting fluid. Yes. But that's that's a last-ditch resort. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. it's extremely hard on pistons, rings, and, ah. and wrist pins. Okay. And the upper bearing halves on the crank. It's, Ooh. You, you should you, oh, that's a last resort to get one of them well, running. I was but, wondering what that stuff was because I caught him sniffing it one day on the back porch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's not the same either. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, but draining well, your carburetor is a good idea. Yeah. But if you think it's going to sit for a while, drain the, the, the like Hollies have a bowl screw. Just take one out in on you know, each bowl in the front and rear, and it'll drain the fuel out. Obviously, try to capture it in a paint can cap or something so you don't have fuel all over the ground and intake mm-hmm. and all. Right. And then also. Uh, Take and put a paper towel underneath the squirter down inside the the, the choke horn, and uh, thumb the squirter on it or work your throttle linkage till there's no more fuel coming out of that. Put your bowl screws back in, 
In the vent tubes, you can spray about 10 seconds worth of WD-40 in the front bowl and rear bowl. Then thumb your squirters again, and that will lubricate the squirters and also the check valves in them so that they don't uh, stick uh, while they're sitting around dry for six, eight months or well, so. See, now this is the first of a long, in a long time of somebody recommending WD-40 because in the firearm situation, never, 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 never. You get people put WD-40 on the bolts of their rifles and stuff mm-hmm. like this, and they think it's preserving it. Mm-hmm. And the stuff turns into varnish after yeah. a while. Because I had a friend of mine up at, up at my place. They came back cussing because he had loaned a, a, a Remington bolt action to a friend, and the friend thought he was being friendly and sprayed WD-40 in it. And my buddy gets out and gets a nice fat doe. He's you know hunting for meat, and he pulls the trigger, and nothing happens. Mm-hmm. And while he's cussing and looking at it, then it goes off because the hammer was Whoa. stuck. Yeah. yeah, the hammer was stuck. And binking, <gasps> so, I mean, you got to be really careful with that well, stuff. Well, WD-40 is more of a solvent, and it is a, a, an oil. Yeah. And it does dissipate relatively quick, but it's also good at dissipating uh, or, or uh, like whenever you're dealing with uh, any kind of fluid that has moisture in it. And our carburetors, do they gain moisture in it again from the humidity in the air. Mm-hmm. And when you spray WD-40 in it, it will displace the, the uh, moisture and it'll keep the corrosion down in the, in the carburetor, and it'll keep, uh, uh, like around the, the check valves and stuff, it'll keep the corrosion down in that area, which is extremely important. Because if that check valve sticks, and you go to hit that accelerator pump, you don't have any fuel, you're down. It's, mm-hmm. it's going to have a bad stumble, and maybe never even start at all. And that's where you people start spraying it with an ether, which is, mm-hmm. oh, I hate to hear that, and hate yeah. to see it. Well, and we go back, going back to that Bio 220, but Wayne's got one. I've got one. I've had the thing pushing 27 years or something, you know, and it runs, but occasionally, and he, of course, he likes to come up. He likes to collect my rocks. He likes to go digging for rocks at my ranch, you know. <laughs> but up there one time, I remember doing it and looking at it, so I think it ought to be okay. So I went, give me a hammer. Bam, hit the carburetor and it fired right off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, stuck flow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that or the check valve that we were talking about. Yeah. You bump it and it jumps off the seat, oh, yeah. and then the fuel can bypass and come out of the accelerator squirters yeah. and that's what you're looking for is that little bit of fuel to, to fire it off and again some people taking maybe prime it with a little squirt bottle like a ketchup bottle with yep. the squirter on it with the gasoline in it if you do that it's it's again it's it's a little dangerous to do that right and if you do it make sure that your squirt bottle is removed away from the vehicle off 10, 12, 15 feet or so because if it backfires, it can get real entertaining real quick. I imagine. I went in doubt. I always carry around a ball-peen hammer. You got something to jump in there, Cronin? Uh, yeah, I would I wanted to ask you, what do you recommend for firearms? Who, me? Yeah. Whatever you can afford. Oh. Uh, no. I mean, it, it depends on the purpose. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff out there. Uh, uh, global manufacturers have, have, never, have never done uh, better. And, it, it, again, it's what is it for? And I mean, like me, I want them all. But uh, it depends on, you know, if it's hunting or self-defense or whatever. And uh, this year, the SHOT Show, I couldn't go because of COVID issues. Not in my family, but too close, you know. But got all the press releases and stuff and something that really hit my hot button. And I'll bring it up because I'm, I'm testing it right now. Uh, is uh, the Springfield Armory's SA-35. And that's their remake of the classic Browning High Power, which never should have gone away. Because at one point, the Browning High Power was the most... Uh, used handgun in the world uh the last invention of john browning and he passed away he was in belgium at fabrique nationale and he passed away while working on the project and a gentleman there uh, i know i'm probably saying it wrong but it's like suave finished the design and it was the first high capacity magazine so it held 13 rounds and that's where they called it the high power nine millimeter but ergonomic great hand uh design probably nothing ever better and the CZ-75, which is a fabulous pistol, sort of modeled after that as far as the grip style. But I'm just saying it's wonderful. But what Springfield has done is they brought it back. They've changed the thing, better sights, better trigger, better uh, better safeties, 15-round magazine, all kind of different stuff to it. And uh, and I just got a test piece on it, and it's mind-blowing. you got to try to find one, though, because they're selling every one they can make. But they're hitting the market at uh, 600 and change, if you can find it. For the originals, wow. you're looking twelve hundred, two thousand, three thousand, uh, and this is really a better a better handgun. So okay. you know you can't have too many of them. And if you want, you know, if you want to find something like that, go to the uh, Houston Gun Collectors Show in the in the Heights uh, next Saturday. <laughs> Back out in the water. Now I know Bill. Uh, yeah, Alan let's talk about boats. He does a lot of air boats. I've seen some. He's done put some 
bad motors on some airboats. He does that quite a bit now. We do a lot of the big cubic inch motors for the airboats. And uh, we, most of them we, we do with aluminum heads, obviously, to, for weight savings, but also uh, the aluminum heads are, when we purchase one of them, they're new. They're not corroded from back in the you know, 60s and 70s, right. the, the original equipment stuff. And they make a lot of power, and, and, and so we do a lot of those kind of motors. We do the our carburetor package we put on there with the, the carburetors, ignition, and starter, and battery cables and stuff. And we're, we've gained quite a reputation for power and reliability and user-friendliness of our packages. And we uh, we usually have four or five airboats around the shop all the time. We do all of the Harris County airboats, the Sheriff's Department boats, the precincts, and the flood control district boats. And so we stay plenty busy to work on the, on the airboats. But uh, like any other uh, engine or, or, or gasoline-powered, diesel-powered uh, equipment that you're going to use for uh, enjoyment in the uh, hunting and fishing world, they still need to be prepared. And a lot of those get set down after the duck season's over with. They'll sit for six, seven, eight months or so. Right. Sheriff's right. Department's a good example of that. Any of those, again, the fuel tanks need to be stayed uh, kept full. They need to be periodically started at least once a month and let them run till they uh, achieve full operating temperature. We want the oil to warm up. We want the, uh, the uh, engines themselves to warm up. And in so doing, you keep them in, in good condition. Again, keep up with your battery cables and stuff. And then uh, as far as like the uh, airboats and or like the off-road equipment, the Jeeps, uh, trucks, your four-wheel drive vehicles, at the beginning of the season before you take them out. Again, uh, lean over, check your tires, make sure you don't have any grease seals leaking, make sure your alternators are charging, check your battery cables, um, start it up, run it, make sure everything's okay, make sure that your paperwork's right with you, that you have your registration. Mm-hmm. They're checking a lot of that kind of stuff out on the road now. Okay. Make sure that your, uh, your, your, your vehicle's uh, inspected if you intend to drive it away from the lease mm-hmm. out on the road. Right. They're not going to be very forgiven if you have it out on the highway. Uh, in, in closing here, uh, situation on, on maintenance, uh, oil filters and oil and stuff, because I can't tell you a lot of stuff I have, shame on me. And I, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I kind of know vehicles, but I just, I use it. You know, and I'm not, I'm not putting miles and miles and miles and miles and miles on it. I use it. I don't think about oil changes and stuff. Uh, unless you've got a Hobbs meter that shows how many hours you've got on a certain engine. Uh, you're kind of like, eh. Uh, is it just checking? If it looks if it looks dirty, change it? <laughs> That's a good thing to do. Uh, but if you do it, if you're, if you, again, if it's just a, a hobby vehicle, mm-hmm. change the oil at least once a season. Ah. Uh, there's another rule of thumb is use uh, oil that's got zinc and molly and phosphate still in it, like the, the old Valvoline VR1. Oh. The reason why you do this is because they sit so long, all the oil drains off of everything. Mm-hmm. And so roller lifters don't fare real well. We're learning also that roller lifters are not doing real well without those additives anyways. Ah. So even if you're using it all the time, if you have an hour meter, just figure about every 30... Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff. I'm cutting you off because Bob is saying, hey, yeah, we're running out of time. Too much information, Alan. We really appreciate it. The show's not quite over yet. We've got to take a break. We'll be right back. Hello, I'm Ernie Hudson. Sometimes I play a hero in the movies and on TV, but what I'm most proud of is being a hero for my four kids. I did that by beating cancer twice. And as a dad, there's nothing I wouldn't do to protect my kids from cancer. The human papillomavirus, or HPV, can cause six types of cancer. That's why every parent needs to know there's an HPV vaccine, and it can stop cancer before it starts. Girls and boys should get the vaccine at 11 or 12, and there's a catch-up option for teens and young adults. Over 40,000 new cases of HPV-related cancer will be diagnosed this year. Together, we can change those numbers. Be a hero. Call your child's doctor today and ask about the HPV vaccine. Getting tested for cancer saved my life. Getting your son or daughter vaccinated could save theirs. For more information, go to preventcancer.org. Never fight if you can avoid it. 
But when you must fight, don't lose. And when nothing less than freedom is at stake, we fight. We're millions of people just like you. We're the longest standing civil rights organization in the U.S. Proud defenders of history's patriots. Protectors of the Second Amendment. Advocating the right to keep and bear arms. Advancing the shooting sports. Championing gun safety, education, and training. Creating a vital legacy by answering freedom's call. And we're growing stronger every day. We are the NRA. And the NRA is you. Join forces with the 5 million men and women of the NRA and make a stand for freedom today. Sign up now at joinnra.com. Okay, do remember, March 23 to 27 is the 47th annual Houston Fishing Show. Go to HoustonFishingShow.com and all those great organizations out there are having events. So check out, like the National Wild Turkey Federation and the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. Check their websites so you can go to those great events in your brand new Ford truck. Folks, there's a number of reasons why I'm so partial to Ford trucks. One is they're built Ford Tough, and that means they're dependable. In fact, there are more Ford F-Series trucks on the road with over 250,000 miles than any other brand. Ford F-Series has been the number one selling truck in America for 45 years running and is the number one selling truck in Texas. You see, Ford F-Series trucks have the best-in-class towing and payload and are the strongest trucks on the road. So why don't you do yourself a favor and stop by one of the 275 best-in-Texas Ford dealers and find out for yourself what built Ford Tough really means. And do remember, the official lighting source of Texas Outdoor News Radio is hybrid light. They have flashlights, headlamps, work lights. Wayne's got four of them, lanterns, more. These products charge with a USB cord or any light source. They hold a charge for seven years. Plus, you can use them to charge your phone. So for 20% off any of their products, free same-day shipping, go to hybridlight.com and at checkout, add the discount code TEXAS20 again. 20% off, free same-day shipping, hybridlight.com. I want to thank Alan Bills for being our guest today. Thank you, sir. I enjoyed it. Well, it's good stuff. He, I'm going to talk to him about souping up my Bio 220. It, <laughs> it needs something. Anyway, Wayne Cronin, thank you so much. Do remember Pronto Muffler Center, friends, because he'll make your Yugo sound like a Mustang. Yes, we can. Yes, he can. Anyway, do remember, of course, that we are brought to you by Ford Trucks and your best in Texas Ford dealers. Check our website out, texasoutdoornews.com. There's a list of our great affiliate stations, and you can play the shows right there. Just click on Listen to Our Show. Also, of course, we're on Facebook. Like us there. That helps build the audience. In the meantime, whether you're on the water or in the field, remember, be safe out there. So you can join us next week for more Texas Outdoor News.